0: All right, Anthony here for uh, part two of this two-part episode with Harrison and I. Uh, we are going to wrap up the previous conversation uh, regarding who from the Lakers are actually blameless here. We're going to finish off that conversation, a little bit more Malik Monk talk here. And then from there, we're going to throw to this week's NF tweets, um, and they are both doozies. Uh, they People did not like a couple of these tweets that I sent, and I'm going to explain them, walk them back. Double down, triple down, whatever. Uh, I'm going to leave that drama to you guys. And then you're really going to want to stick around for Harrison telling you guys about the time he almost died recapping. No, he almost died doing the dishes and still stuck around to recap that that night's Lakers game because he's built different emojis.
1: It's like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan.
0: So here's my real case for Malik. And it's, it's pretty simple. Um, of the Lakers in that list that you talked about earlier, uh, guys who have played at least 200 minutes and still have a, a plus net rating on the team, his his minutes are off the charts right like yeah he he also had the
1: most asked of him of any of those guys that's fair yeah
0: like this is this like this is a minimum guy who will wind up getting like how many people affiliated with the lakers who aren't like in that inner circle of genie the rambi and palenka will walk away from this with a promotion right almost nobody and malik monk earned himself a raise this year and the fact that malik was able to earn himself a raise on a season that was this much of a debacle um and play as big a role as he as he did um is actually pretty outstanding so i i i think malik really does yeah, did belong he put in this
1: together the team you know do you think that they asked malik monk for his thoughts on on the additions
0: what if he what if he was like all in on austin reeves that would be so funny if they were both just scouting each other yeah you know they were so, just both calling the
1: Lakers like sign this other guy.
0: I think I think Malik is my last pick. I think he's okay. the last pick, but he's definitely mine.
1: Yeah, I I cannot in good faith make another pick <laughs> that I can think of <laughs> off the top of my head. Like, <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, you know, it's creative it, that no one with any real power in the organization was picked in this draft. And that was what I was hoping to, uh, yeah. I us tried to pick, you know, make the, make the contrarian case for Frank Vogel and how he was really just, uh, you know, the captain of the Titanic this year, uh, <laughs> totally blameless, as blameless as the Titanic captain.
0: Still, still the best analogy made ever. Legendary,
1: legendary <laughs> take. Is
0: shocking the guy all from right, well Boston. then i think
1: i win because you you uh no, you I only don't think got so. no you only got seven guys i got nine what yeah
0: did you did, wait are you counting because i took i i would take seiku okay yeah and like i would t- i would take jay huff and i would take seiku who you got you passed on both of those guys
1: all right well then we tied.
0: all right we tied at nine each <laughs> all
1: right
0: and there's still a ton of blood to go around beyond yeah. the 18 people that we identified.
1: Well, I think technically you win because the scouting department like at least like four or five guys. So mm-hmm. you know, and there you go. <laughs> you just, you got to name all of them or you lose the pick. Uh, uh, no, I can't. Yeah, sorry. All right,
0: uh, all right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into NF tweets. Uh, the right. NF. The, my, my my. Do you want to start with the yeah. least yeah. unpopular? I'll,
1: I'll... Yeah, well, I don't even know which one was the least unpopular because I can't see the engagement in Slack, with them. So well, I'll I tell am, you. I'll I'm tell you. The... Go. Okay. We're no, we're the, we'll do this post game interview style. Excuse me, I'm All a real journalist. Right, so I'll ask the questions here. Yeah. So, you know, Anthony, on April 5th, you tweeted. I honestly don't know what this does to Russell Westbrook's legacy. He's undoubtedly one of the most talented players ever, but man acquiring him single-handedly derailed an entire organization less than a year after it won can you explain yourself because twitter was pretty mad about this one i mean it's pretty simple what was through it? your mind anthony when you tweeted that like what was what was going through your head where was your mental space at i need
0: another glass of wine like it was like
1: cuz i'm thinking here's... about russell westbrook
0: <laughs> all right I got accused of all kinds of, of, of things that I, I, I sincerely do not think apply to me. You were, you were trying to scapegoat him, Anthony, for the whole this, season. This Just notion Russ. that like, I have some anti-Russ agenda or that I have an anti-anybody agenda. I don't have an, it. the only agenda that I think I probably technically have is an anti-Kurt Ramsey, Apparently agenda.
1: an anti-Pete Zayas agenda, <laughs> given that you tried to argue against his inclusion in the draft. <laughs> but I, I, my, like,
0: the only person who I think I'm probably unfairly mean about is probably Kurt Rambis.
1: I think, yeah, you know, honestly hand up same here, but look, he's like one of the worst coaches in NBA history. So yeah. it's also like, you know, and
0: continues to re- remain employed as one of the most powerful people in the NBA, despite being an absolute it's like, failure it's everywhere. Like, look, he's if
1: been. the Lakers, if the Lakers threw a janitor out there at point guard after like 20 games, you know, after a certain amount of games, we'd have to mention that they were bad, you know, even yeah. if they seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, so here's where I'm coming from on, on the, the Russ thing. Now, did, was he responsible for acquiring himself? No. Right. Like, without some serious
1: tax fraud, I'm going to go ahead and say probably not.
0: Right. So he was not, he was not literally, he did not literally trade himself to Washington. What he did do though, was request to be traded to the Lakers. Right. And that was something he asked for. And I think that needs to be factored in here as part of the math because people
1: are saying he's in and some way, shape, LeBron or form. And AD that it was a good idea. Not like, you know, obviously he did not. He hold told LeBron, AD and they? LeBron,
0: these are the things I'm willing to do to make it work.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I need to know what he told them that he was willing to do to make it work because if he was yeah. just like, guys, I'll rebound more. And they're like, oh, sick. Role player <laughs> things. Let's go. <laughs> Talent above
0: all. Well, but that's a, like what he needed to say, what they needed to ask him, like, will you box out? Will you like?
1: Do we think they asked him? <laughs> I need to know. We need that. We need winning time. Like we need losing. We need time. a. We need a specific like behind. I know we got the behind the scenes reporting of like Russ is willing to have the ball less to make this well. Like I need yeah. to know like specifically what did he promise them that he was willing to do because that is an important consideration in this. Like how much blame does Russ deserve?
0: It's LeBron is that Stephen A. I have been bamboozled. <laughs>
1: Like sources say that LeBron was told that Russ would make lots of defensive weak side rotations.
0: Yeah. Um, Russ promised that he would occasionally box out, set a screen here and there is what was was what the, um, so, so yeah, I, I think like, sure. He isn't, he isn't the person who traded for himself, but he asked to be traded there and, and did a lot of work in order to get to the Lakers in the first place. So like, this is, like him arriving with the Lakers, he wasn't just some powerless player, some powerless role player who was just sent to the Lakers. Yes. That, was, that is not the role that he played in this. That would describe the guys sent out for him. <laughs> exactly. The guys who were like halfway to Sacramento and then were rerouted to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think that needs to be factored in here. And when you look at the, the, the trade for Russell Westbrook and what it meant for the rest of the organization, right, Every, almost every other thing that went wrong this season has something to do with Russell. What can be tra- traced back in some way, shape, or form to the either the Russ
1: trade itself or the way that Russ played this season, right? It's like the butterfly effect, but like the butterfly is like a nuke, and so it just like completely <laughs> yeah. changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like-
0: so like, like do do I think all right? If I if if I were to change it, I guess. And this is Twitter, by the way. Like this is the thing about the 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 thing that I I don't understand that like what, that people get so upset about Twitter is there is no edit button you have a limited number of 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 characters here I tried to be as nuanced as I possibly I said well, he's Anthony, undoubtedly I'm one... just
1: gonna say that a lot of people get ratioed less than you so this is clearly not an issue that is like insurmountable that's fair okay. absolutely fair I and and look like there are people who put
0: more thoughts into their tweets is what it comes yeah. down to well, that that <laughs> is certainly true. <laughs> And, and, I, and, and, and that's something I'll cop to that like, okay, I guess I, I should think more about some of these things um, as I as I fire them off. But
1: if what I'm saying here is,
0: if what I'm saying here, because I didn't even say, by, by the way, I didn't say this definitely knocks Le- uh, Westbrook's legacy down a peg or two. I, I oh, didn't even say okay. that. So
1: you're this guy. You're just asking questions, Anthony. No, I'm know? saying I don't I don't know you what to do with it. You didn't spread vaccine missing. It has you were just I, asking questions about them.
0: You know? Yeah, I'm I'm a stibel. Um I like <laughs> I <laughs> I, oh. I I'm sitting here saying It has some impact on it. I will acknowledge that I think it does have some impact on on the way that I personally, maybe not Russell Westbrook's legacy as a whole. And maybe that's like, at the end of the day, the biggest change I would probably make to this tweet is how I view him, not his actual legacy. Because when you're talking about legacy, that is a lot bigger than some moron with 18,000 Twitter followers, right? so
1: yeah and i'm sure that some people take that as like bigger than basketball even though i know that that's not what you meant but yeah. you know I, yeah. I think like and he has done a ton of great work as and, like, yeah it's mm-hmm. like about the person too maybe yeah and so, you know I, i'm trying to be charitable here that's that's fine and,
0: and and if that if that's how people are like think that the direction here is like that i'm knocking down the work that he's done away from the basketball court like i would absolutely never do that he has done some incredible work at basically every stop he's been at, right, mm-hmm. um, off of off of the court. So that was not factored into this at all. Um, what I'm saying is that for me as a person, and I and I have never been the highest on Russell Westbrook. So I guess I'll cop to that at the beginning of this conversation too. But I have always thought that this guy is has been capable of playing a brand of basketball that could have won more than he did over the course of his career. And it's hard to look at the list of teammates that he's had and, and not acknowledge like, man, this guy has had opportunities to do a lot of winning and his just absolute disdain for, for uh, compromise or adaptation to a situation has made it so that it's been a lot more difficult for teams that employ him to win at the level that they would expect to given his individual talent level.
1: It's, It's like a, it's like a, it's like a double-edged sword because it got, he wouldn't be here without that attitude, I don't think. Like, given the pedigree and all of that stuff, like he would not have ascended to becoming an NBA MVP, future Hall of Famer, top 75 NBA player, you know, all of this stuff. That would not have happened without that mindset. But but it's also, I think, fair to say that that mindset has been a double-edged sword. It has cut in two. And the lack of accountability part that you're sort of mentioning the lack of willingness to adapt or to even listen to people from what we've yeah. heard from reports and all of that stuff, all everything, but like nobody's like, those TV, are only like, the reports. Yeah, no, like, there's some like, super great to work with this year. Totally took responsibility for things, <laughs> yeah. you know, with yeah. leading the charge in terms of adaptivity and trying to make this work, you know, no, no one's going to say that. And yeah. like, I think that's where the biggest kind of, yeah, that's where you're the most right in this is that he the only way i think that this affects like his legacy as a basketball player is you know this was supposed to be the time where if you were going to say okay i'm willing to sacrifice i'm willing to do these other things that i've never done before fully commit to using my physical gifts to become this kind of super role player that can step up a little bit more and like he just never was that and again i'm with you in that this season is not all on him because ultimately still the Lakers had to make a conscious decision to trade for him. And so that's on them ultimately. But I agree with you that this season has, and watching him day to day has impacted the way that I view him overall as an NBA player and figure.
0: Yeah. And like, look, it's not, you never want to judge somebody at their lowest, right? In their lowest moment. So like, I'm not going to judge the entirety of his career for his worst season. Like that's not, that's, that wouldn't be fair on my end to do either. But I'm also I also think the people who are saying that we shouldn't factor this into that conversation at all either are just as wrong as they think I am for wanting to factor it in even a little. You know, yeah, I mean, just, if Stephen
1: A. gets to say that LeBron's not the goat anymore because of this season, then I think that we could factor it into Russell Westbrook's legacy discussion.
0: Yeah, when when one guy led the league in scoring and the other guy led the league in turnovers, like you you probably have to you probably I don't know if Russ actually did. I should probably look that up for sure. But it sounded just right.
1: this information again, Anthony.
0: <laughs> All right, the second NF tweet. The, look, and and by the way, those of you who were really angry at that tweet from me, I stand by the the the, the sentiment. Like, you can get angry and and why not twitter you guys uh you know you can you can he is still a great great player and he is probably like i probably i probably had him before the season as like a top 10 point guard of all time i would probably move him down to like top 15 top 20. um for me personally i was gonna die if you said top 50 like <laughs> top 76 i would yeah. say
1: it's top 75 nba top 75 point guards uh <laughs>
0: Uh, the next tweet here, the next tweet here that, that pissed people off.
1: All right. So, Anthony, on April 3rd, you tweet. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony Davis said, in part, that's the most frustrating. Solid part few of the days. <laughs> yeah. April 5th and April 3rd. Okay. <laughs> that's the most frustrating <laughs> part of the season, not being sure what we could have been. You quote tweeted Malika Andrews of ESPN, sending out that quote with, this is your quote, perhaps come into next season in shape, and maybe we'll have a better idea of what that team might really look like. Just a thought. Now, were you tempted? My first question is that, like, were you tempted when you had the just a thought? Were you in the same mindset as LeBron while talking about the Astros cheating scandal, where it's like hashtag Just my thoughts from a sports junkie, <laughs> regardless of what which sport I podcast? Or yeah. you just yeah. were, you know, you, okay. Uh,
0: it, it was it was just like a you know a little cherry on top of the tweet.
1: Yeah. So answer for your
0: crimes. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he was in shape at the beginning of the season, and now look. There are two. Di- there are two sides. There are two ends of the spectrum here, and the the truth is probably somewhere in, in
1: between. Usually and, is, um, but Look the at one trying to the spectrum... both sides every issue again. <laughs> Matisse and Irwin.
0: <laughs> uh, Matisse, I bullshit. Um, so, um, one end of the spectrum here, one line of thinking here, and it's one that uh, you know if you are pro Anthony Davis. the the, the thinking here is that he just added a little bit of extra weight as he prepared to play more center this year. Okay. And that that affected uh, his athleticism. It affected his lateral uh, mobility. It affected his shooting for some reason. Um, That's the one end of, of the the spectrum that like, that is the most positive read of the situation that you could possibly have here. The other end of it, he
1: was shattering backwards with his shot. He's just like, Oh my God, it's like the Hulk (laughs) hits. so many basketballs hand. are lopsided 90 from miles the shooting. an hour. It's just like, Oh my God, <laughs> I don't know my own strength.
0: Yeah. Um, the other side of this is that he was just out of shape that he, you know, he showed up and was not ready to go. The Lakers had, it was another off season where everybody had one fewer month to uh, prepare for the season compared to your typical NBA off season. And well,
1: not the Lakers, you know, uh,
0: I think still the Lakers, right? Cause like, uh, like they, they still like I guess they technically had something closer to a longer offseason. Okay, but it yeah, still maybe you're right. I yeah, yeah, a, yeah. But but um, like in just basically, the start of the season happened
1: a month faster than and it would AD normally. was injured for the first part of that, so it's not yeah. like he could really he put was, in a lot of. work. And it was a groin injury, which means you can't really do it's, running stuff. You can't do lifting stuff, obviously, with a groin injury. And he, injury, re, and he yeah.
0: re-aggravated it right Against at the stuff. end of the yeah. season. Like right when the season was literally
1: their last day at work. Yeah.
0: So, um, the, that line of thinking, if you want to go unfair in that direction, it's like, I think the, the end of the spectrum here where it's just like, Oh, he was just trying to add weight. He was just to do, trying to do what was best for the team. I think that's kind of ridiculous. I think if you're just sitting here and saying he was flat out, just kind of fat by his standards, and lazy and didn't show up in shape. I think that's probably a little too strong.
1: That's what you tweeted. You said come into the season in shape. Power yeah, people. Yeah, I would probably. I would probably. This is this is one. This is this your is, second NF tweet about Anthony Davis. How many times do we have to do this before you start phrasing things? Look, I I
0: I, I have acknowledged that he is somebody who I probably hold, hold to an unfairly high standard, but that has a lot to do with it's the fact that you I think believe he's just, in him. You're just it's like just, a tiger just, bomb. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, I, I will grant that I was probably too strong in my wording here. I probably could have... I feel like every NF tweet,
1: words. apology, non-apology you do is... I will grant that I was probably too strong in my wording. And yeah. you're just going well, like, to log right clearly, back in look, after tonight's game and tell us no, why Austin Reeves is a clown because he didn't lead the Lakers to victory over the Warriors. No, come back to me if
0: Austin doesn't play in Summer League. And then <laughs> and then you'll get the clown tweet.
1: No, we um, got to go to the gondola. Back.
0: <laughs> so, um, no, I... Look... If people, if enough people are really, really angry at a tweet, I'm willing to like acknowledge that I probably screwed up somewhere in that tweet. Right. Like the worst kind of people are the ones who are like, no, you guys are the ones who don't understand this. So I will say that like some part of all of these NF tweets, I probably could have written a little bit better. I probably could have used a little bit more nuance or whatever. Right. Um, and I'll grant that what I'm saying here though, is that like, I think it's closer if we're talking about the two ends of the spectrum, I think the situation is closer to him just not being in shape at the beginning of the year,
1: because so like, I, I if disagree he, he if came he it in will- clearly muscular. And I think that, I think the issue was really that he put on too much. And again, like, you know, I I know that we've all had these, like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not qualified to be like, oh, can muscle actually mess up your shot or whatever? Like we've seen it happen to some guys. We've seen some guys put on weight totally fine without messing up their shot. And so Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, I can't really speak to that, but I do think that genuinely he tried to put on muscle to play a more physically taxing position and it was a mistake. And I think that they've learned from it and because look, when he, he dropped the weight, he came back slimmer and you know, he had another freak injury, but you yeah. know, I, I think well, they I think have that, learned yeah. the right lessons from it. And, and by the way, like I am
0: also the person who was on the record saying that the way that people talk about his injuries is really stupid because both of his injuries, as he has said, Once were both freak things both
1: sides this issue. Like it's, just-
0: <laughs> well, I, I look, we're talking about this on a spectrum, right? And so you are closer to the end where you say, like, he did really try to do what was best for the team here, and it just wasn't executed well. Yeah, I mean, I it think he made a mistake,
1: well. but I think that it was a well-intentioned one.
0: Yeah, or he just didn't execute on that on that approach very well. It's yeah. possible, right? Yeah. Um, the other side of it, though, where I kind of reside is, and the, the reasons I have questions about about that approach for him is, all right, if it was something that you're clearly interested in doing is, is bulking up to play center, then why go out of your way to thank Rob Polinka for signing a center who could start it at center while you start at power forward. Right. And then the other part of it, the other part of it that, that, um, is hard for me to like, not think about is all right. If you, if you're really that focused, if you really are that adamant about wanting to play a power forward, as we know that he is, we know that he prefers to play a power forward. How have you not adapted your game at all? To what that position demands? How has your shooting gotten worse? How he so shot eighteen percent from sure three point range this year.
1: Prefer- To play power forward anymore. I I do genuinely think that he came into this year. He said at training camp, I expect to play center. Like, I think that it was, you know, like Pete and Pete and Darius and Mike talked about this a little bit this week uh, at some point. And they were saying, you know, that it's like, you know, once you have all these injuries to these guys, the Lakers were hoping would be wings. They decided to pivot to like, we're going to go big again. But AD came into training camp saying, I'm going to start at center. I think that I still maintain that the original plan. Well, he didn't because they had injuries to a lot of the wing guys that would have allowed them to play small and they mistakenly were like hey let's just try and go big for a little bit because maybe we can do that better and they decided that like deandre jordan was a good option for that i think that going into the year that the plan was for ad to play center they had a backup big for him to play center and then they had an emergency big was going to Mm -hmm. be like you know but probably based on how frank handles rotation the the emergency big was probably going to be dj because we've seen that he likes to keep guys in the role that he wants them to be in, and then he like starts as a replacement, the guy that would be like on the bench, just so that guys don't get their roles out of whack. And so, I mean, again, we'll 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 never know for sure exactly no. how things would have gone. This is something I'm, you know, I'm going to talk to Dan Boyke. Re- plan was, but he he
0: sat down with AD to talk about those injuries. This is why I'm going to bring him on the show next week because I want to ask him about some of the stuff that you know his his reading of the. You're situation having him on here. on
1: exit interview week. You're a monster.
0: I know. Um, look, we all got to work. My vacation isn't until Jan- June 29th. Like we're we're okay. you know all
1: right. Um, <laughs> I'm you and it. Dan work the same amount of hours. <laughs> he he sends his tweets out one at a time, just like you. Exactly,
0: exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, again, the part that the part that I keep coming back to is like, all right, and I wish Anthony Davis. I would love to sit down and, and talk to him about like why he thought he needed to bulk up to play center because the brand of basketball that he plays at center requires him to be a lot more agile requires him to be vertically. That's
1: the most earnest part where you can say that that where you can criticize honestly, because I think that he took the TNT guys like basically calling him soft all off season and was like, Oh, Anthony Davis gets strong. Anthony Davis, shut up Charles Barkley, you know, like, and yeah and, and like like he went like, into full he went into hulk mode he started talking like the hulk he skipped he a bunch of leg like days
0: hulk. yeah yeah um and like i i, I would again the, the tweet the tweet that i sent was too strong and and lacked all nuance altogether and i'll and and i'm acknowledging that and i apologize for that but like i think there is a conversation to be had here about anthony davis's approach and like we just had a whole conversation about like people who were blameless Anthony Davis is one of the least blameless people here, I think, because even when he was available, he wasn't, he wasn't like, he wasn't the, he wasn't, he was nowhere near bubble, Anthony Davis, nowhere
1: blame, near it. blameless would have been a massive stretch. Like I blame him less than some people, but not blameless.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. I yeah. think
1: that wraps up NF tweets. Um, I honestly, you... so as your official, uh, like, you know, non-paid PR manager, I feel like to get the people back on your side, I was just thinking about this as you were kind of talking about like your apology, yeah. non-apology, you know, you just got to lean into the bit. You got to realize like, Hey, people are reacting strongly to this one. I got to get them back on my side. And I think yeah. that you should do the Tom Brennan apology in re- to all of your tweets, that like ratioed like this. You just got to yeah. jump in and be like, I pride myself. I- Of a man of faith, and
0: Nick Castellanos hits 83 homers this year.
1: Yeah, it's going to be the best year (laughs) of his career if it's if it's based off your tweets. Oh man, no, I.
0: You know what I was thinking about lean You you
1: you gotta you gotta start like doing some kind of apology. You know, realize like, hey, look, hand up here. Yeah, one was out of the hand a little strong.
0: You know what we should probably do is when a tweet goes sideways like this. I'll just I'll just hop on there, record a video of me explaining that tweet, and then just link it underneath. Just say like, yeah, all right, yeah, there you, you know go,
1: what? just like a, pop, you know just yeah, just here's like, here's what a I meant by the tweet. video explaining your thoughts. Yeah, and here's you have what to do I meant. In a car, t- all Twitter videos must be recorded from <laughs> an angle below you in a car.
0: <laughs> all right, everybody, here's my nostrils, and here's my explanation for this right. tweet. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh um, All right, so we're gonna your wrap last- up. Yeah. yeah, we got a miss misfor- so as the Lakers were going through their misfortune earlier this week of, you know, losing to it was the game before the Pelicans. Why am I blanking on who they lost to uh, to like it, whatever it was earlier this week? It was during a Laker game. The day doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I probably don't remember because I think I'm concussed, uh, but I was in the process of, you know, trying to be a good husband unloading the dishes during halftime and then like make it while making myself dinner. All of this stuff, you know, while my wife was at work, you know, working hard at Spectrum Sportsnet, getting the people the halftime highlights they need, you mm-hmm. know, of this like, which, you know, again, like I, I'm, I feel so bad for her that she has to like watch these games and like find highlights from them. Yeah, you know, every, there yeah. are some highlights in this one though. Lakers are actually playing hard. Well, Mia has an easy job at work tonight then, but mm-hmm. you know, like I, I'm trying to do a nice thing, and I, unfortunately, you know, I, I'm tall, and I left the cabinet door open. Oh no. And it's like the one right above the dishwasher. And I forgot about it. And, and so, as I go to get up from getting the bowl, I get up at like full speed. You know, I do everything. Anthony, you've seen me. I'm like, I am quite the physical specimen. I do everything at game speed. And I got up, racing my head upwards, up to the heaven, where giraffes are meant to fly free. And there's an obstacle in my way, and I basically impaled my head on our door handle, like it was bleeding everywhere. Like,
0: oh my god, this was—oh yeah, this did... was
1: last Friday because Mia was actually no, she was at a bachelorette party. It wasn't at work. Uh, I oh, remember so this. it's completely because changes I was the worried way. because I thought that someone may have to take me to the hospital, and she was at uh-huh. a bachelorette party, so I wasn't confident in her ability to drive me to a hospital. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not good. And then I saw blood coming down. I felt blood coming down the front of my forehead. And I'm like, this is really not good. Uh, I am in a lot of pain. I cursed really loud, dropped the bowl, broke it, scared my cat. Um, (laughs) And then I had, and then unfortunately that was Jacob's day off. And so I still had to write the recap with blood, like literally caked on top of my head. It was like on my forehead. Like if somebody would have came in and seen me (laughs) at my laptop, like looking through one eye, barely (laughs) able to see the basketball game, you know, with like blood streaming down, they would have thought that I was killed and I just died like that. (laughs) So on one
0: hand, your ability to write through the situation tells me that you're built different, right? Built different I, with like the- with Built the, different those...
1: in so many ways, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> However,
0: <laughs> the fact that this keeps happening to you. This
1: is the second time in like a month that I've injured myself on a night that I'm writing a recap. <laughs> um, did, you, did you get stitches? Did you need stitches or anything like that? You know, I have not gone to the hospital, so I don't- It's still bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> no it's not still bleeding it stabbed over nicely had a little bit of a headache the next day i'm okay thankfully i think you know i'm gonna give myself a i was like gonna ask one. but yeah you know i'm all right i never tell you about these misfortunes because it's way funnier if i tell you it's on the way fun <laughs> yeah um i like i like how i like how part of the thought process when stuff like this happens is ooh, this is gonna be great for the show. i texted you that night i have a great misfortune <laughs> of the week Oh man! Well, I'm. I'm (laughs) So when you just when you think things can't get worse for the Lakers, it can get far worse. You just become one of their writers. I
0: I just watched uh, Tony Hawk's documentary last night, and one of the final things that they were talking about is how like he wears a helmet
1: around the house to avoid this scenario. Well,
0: he's like he's 53 years old, and he is still skating as if he's like, you know, in his early 20s. Um skates four or five days a week, still trying to do like he he apparently unofficially retired the nine hundred that he did. But like up until he was fifty-three, he was still trying to pull nine nine hundreds. So he's always getting hurt and stuff. And they interviewed like all of his friends and family, like, hey, are you worried about this guy? Are you worried about this guy? And they're all saying, like, yeah, we're all we're all kind of prepared for the day that we get a call that Tony went just a little too far on the half pipe and Everything is different now. And I feel like oh God. No, I'm telling you, like this was <laughs> this so dark. They, they were all talk they were all talking, like all these skaters were talking about how like their families are worried about them for the same reasons because they're all in their like mid forties and up that they're, they're that they're doing tank. this. This is what yeah, the, gonna be doing. The, right. The the thing is called Till the Wheels Fall Off. It's actually a really good documentary. Um and it's like and, and it's all these, you know, these guys at the very end are like talking about how like, yeah, it's just we continue doing it because we know that the damage is already done. And so like you keep on writing these recaps through these injuries because you know you already have CTE. Like you you already know yeah, one day someone's the gonna get a done. call.
1: They're gonna get a call and it's gonna be like Harrison is dead. He tripped over <laughs> his laptop, broke his own neck on TV Sorry. during a Lakers 103-79 loss to the Minnesota was,
0: Timberwolves. Harrison was walking from his office carrying his laptop saw Sasha didn't want to step on Sasha and roll down the stairs. And yeah. now we don't have Harrison anymore. Yep. Um, and, and, and I'll talk about it on the pod.
1: Yeah. I w- <laughs> honestly, I would be a little offended if you didn't give it as a misfortune of the week in memoriam, <laughs> you know, like uh, the, the, uh, my, my whatever be I like. About, well, you about you probably heard about this one by now, but Harrison had quite the misfortune of the week. Uh, the, the
0: speech, the, the speech that I give at the funeral will be, um, on Twitter spaces <laughs> and, <laughs>
1: People be like, oh, look at how big his neck is in the in-memoriam photo.
0: They actually had to use two caskets to fit all of the neck.
1: It's just, it's like there's a head hole in it, and it just. Oh, my God. That's dark. <laughs> no, okay. No, you're right. There's a feet hole. So the, the feet just come out the end. It's, you know.
0: Oh, man. Uh, all right, carry that's... me in
1: my Kobe's. I like, you know, I love these shoes. I love my Stardust. Like that's that's what I want.
0: All right, I want I to stunt
1: on people at the funeral.
0: You should. You should. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna stunt on people at the funeral for falling down your stairs, carrying a laptop, avoiding Sasha. Yeah, that's how you're gonna stunt. One last. Okay. Class. Hey, look.
1: When it's my time, it's my time. <laughs>
0: And it's this podcast It's going to be the saddest
1: podcast if this actually happens tonight. Like, you still need to release it, but.
0: Yeah, I will. I will. Okay. And and again, like, I'll go live on Spaces to to break the news to everybody. Until then, (laughs) that's going to be a wrap for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. That's Harrison Fagan. We'll talk to you guys next week.